On the subject of it's good to be king, we would like to be kings of the internet. Thank you very much. So we'd like you to like this show, subscribe, and follow This Is True Really News. And we'd like to tell your friends and neighbors and loved ones and all of that crap to like, subscribe, and follow This Is True Really News as well. We'd consider it a personal favor. You can find us on any podcasting outlet except for that dink at Bill's. What the problem is, I think you offended him. How's that possible? Yeah, I wonder. I've often wondered how that's possible. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. Okay, I got a golf story. Okay. It's not really weird weird, but it's a little weird. Okay. If you have a house along a golf course, they're usually pretty pricey. Yes. It's kind of it's kind of rich guy's land. Sort of. Yeah. It is a step up from say my neighborhood. Two steps up from Scott's neighborhood. That sort of thing. Well, two steps and a hop. Yeah, not a big well, yeah, medium sized hop would do it. Yeah. The other problem with having a house on a golf course. You get golf balls in it all the time. If how much do you like your siding and windows is a question you have to ask. And there are ways that, that they get around that. Well, a family in Boston, well, actually, Kingston, it's a suburb of Boston. It has about 3,500 people. It, see, Vlad, no one cares. Anyway, according to a Boston Globe report, the family Wait a minute, in Boston. 3,500 as of which census? Tone. Shut up. I'm okay, fine. Nobody cares. Underline that really <clears throat> big in red. Back in 2017, Eric and Athena Tenzar, or Tenzar, I bet it's Tenzar, T-E-N-C-Z-A-R. Or Mr. Potato Head, I can't decide. Anyway, the Tenzars moved their young family into a four-bedroom, 3,000-square-foot home overlooking the 15th fairway at Indian Pond Country Club. Sounds and lovely. Promptly came under constant bombardment of errant golf balls. Oh, yeah. The physical damage done to the house of 700 golf balls was well, one matter. There was emotional distress, though, because let's be honest, you're talking a young family with three daughters under the age of five. Probably a couple of pets, too. They took them to court, and um, the judge and jury were inclined to agree. Gave the family $3.9 million. Seriously? $5 million with interest. Didn't, didn't they? So right here. Didn't they build on the course knowing wait, there was a golf wait course? Wait for it. Okay, here I am. Damages and mental and emotional suffering and the, were the reasons for the high... Five million with interest. Yeah. <laughs> According to Athena, when it hits, it does sound like a gunshot. The Globe story is loaded with colorful descriptions for occurrences that, again, might seem normal to a golfer, right? Mm-hmm. Rats, I hooked it, pushed, blah, blah. Who hasn't? I, I have golf balls and yards all over this state <laughs> that aren't my own. I have some golf balls and yards that aren't in this state. Yeah, you know what? Now that you mention it, damn. And the Texans don't care. They throw them back. Mm-hmm. With a gun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Eric said, should we have looked into our cha- into the chances our houses would be hit? Probably. <laughs> but we just fell in love with the house. It was our first home. Reconfiguring the 15th tee has lessened the frequency with which the off-target shot find the house. Okay. And the family and said, it, said it has no intention of moving. The club filed their appeal in March. Okay. So you skip to story number two. All right. Bob Galvin is the attorney for the family, mm-hmm. right? 
Bought the home 2017 for three quarters of a million dollar. He called the article rather fair and balanced, but also wanted to provide some perspective. It's their first home. A lot was developed and laid out on the subdivision plan before the golf course was designed and constructed. Mm-hmm. Before my clients purchased the home from the builder, according to the builder, a ball had broken a window, but the builder was told it was an isolated issue and wouldn't probably happen again. Okay. Now we got to talk Massachusetts law for just a second. Even I understand it. All right. Good luck. To the extent that the ordinary use of a golf course requires land beyond the course boundaries to accommodate the travel of errant shots, it is incumbent on the golf course. It means they got to either a basically acquire the extra, extra land mm-hmm. or the right to use the additional land. That means you would pay the homeowners or do something to sure help them. Right. Principle applies regardless of whether the course or home existed first. No wonder. And in this case, the house did exist first. The other thing is the 15th hole was designed. It's got this very generous fairway right out in front of the tee box. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, the course can hit. No, apparently. Oh, no, they can. (laughs) They don't want to. The course's own website says you should try and cut the corner over a sand trap and reach another landing area, which is much closer to the Tenzar home. And placed all of it in play from errant golf balls. Oh, my. 3.9. Uh, what I like is they've, they've got a picture of it. Yep. Um, they've got all the windows circled. You can, from, from here, right? An angle that shows you a good chunk of the house. You can see, yep. I think, uh, eight or nine windows that have been busted. Yep. And are still busted. Um, and you, from, you can see a little dents here and there from the balls. Holy cow it's like all you have is and just so you know here's the weird part the course actually they did actually go talk to the golf course people yeah yep they never reserved an easement in their portion of the lot where the yard and home were constructed Mm -hmm. and basically blew the family off every time they tried to talk oh that's a mistake well yeah the 3.9 million dollars five million five million was interesting yeah exactly you know, you remind me of two things. One, quickly. We were playing at Silverthorne in Colorado, way up in the mountains. Oh, Silverthorne in Colorado. And it was a dogleg left, a 90-degree dogleg left, but it was 400 yards to the dogleg straight away and uphill or mountainside. And there was a new development there. And at the far end of this 400-yard thing was a house with a copper roof. Ian tees it up. Oh, does it have a does it have a bullseye? Oh man, because it might as well have. He hit all of it. And Ian goes, "Uh oh!" And I went, "Don't worry, you're not going to drive this thing over." Bam! Then again, in this thin mountain air, maybe you will. And that one did sound like a gunshot. Yeah, yeep! Scared me to death. Stink. It makes a noise. It makes a big doggone noise. And I forget what the other story was. So a woman in Arlington, Virginia, let's call her Karen, saw a man taking. Wait, are you doing that Internet thing with Karen or is her name really Karen? Why don't you just wait and see? Because I don't have the patience for that. And you know it. She saw a man taking pictures of kids the other day. Sure. Then he doesn't answer my question. And suspected the worst. Well, we all do. A creep with a camera. Karen quickly alerted a security guard and told him she believed the man was taking pictures of children he didn't know. The guard checked with the man, and as it turns out, he was a dad on his outing 
were on an outing with his kids. Guard went back to report this reassuring news to Karen. And you'd imagine the case would be closed, right? What would? No, it's not. Not so fast. Karen then deployed pepper spray, sprayed the victim and fled on foot. The dad sustained non-life-threatening injuries, which were treated at the scene by medics. You got to rinse those eyes out a lot, man. Karen is still at large. The police investigation continues. Wow. Right. He couldn't possibly be telling him the truth because my fevered imagination is better. But let's be honest. In this day and age, what's your first thought? Well, it was hers. But when you find out the guy, you know, when you find out. I might feel better then. Yeah. Oh, I'd feel perfectly fine then. Usually. I checked his eyes. You got to remember, dude, we grew up in a time when our parents said, all right, get out of the house. Don't come back to lunch. And then they yell for lunch and you would be late and then they'd be angry. (laughs) And same thing with dinner, by the way. And that would repeat the same thing at supper, right? Exactly. And then the only thing that saved us at night was it got dark. (laughs) (laughs) Streetlights came on. Got to go home. Yeah, unless you, well, we had two streetlights, so we could, you know, sort of do stuff still. But yeah, mostly. <laughs> so as long as we're on kids, 49-year-old Kristen Wiley, who's someone's kid, was pulled over by Indian River County Sheriff's officers after she barely missed hitting their stopped vehicle. Smoking gun. No, the smoking gun. Not oh, okay. holding one from a murder or anything. That would yeah. be creepy and weird and yeah, probably a TV movie. When they actually, in this day and age, probably a blockbuster brad could probably do that when they approached the car they saw their nine-year-old son they saw her nine-year-old son in the backseat crying the officer noted that wiley's eyes were watery and red and she smelled of alcohol so he asked if she'd been drinking she said no (laughs) because really what are you going to say i just tell him the truth it goes easier on me oh hell yes philosopher uh her son piped up from the back seat. Mom, you can't lie to the police. You did drink. Out oh, wow. This kid's going to catch it later. He, he told the officer that his mom had been drinking at a party and said he was very scared while Kristen was operating the vehicle. <laughs> you think? Okay. A breath test recorded her alcohol content at nearly three times the legal limit. Now, what is the legal limit in most places? 0.08, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so you're in three times. You're, you're buzzed. You're That's hammered. That's like 0.024. No, 0.24, 2.4. I can't do math. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in Blaine, Minnesota. There's some 60,000 of us. Notable features of the National Sports Center. And most of them can do math. Along with the DUI, she was also charged with child abuse. <laughs> And I'm guessing by when she sobered up and got her son home, there would be more abuse. Nice. My mom wouldn't let that go. Mm. True confession. A guy mm. writes this. I'm an ER doc. I once had a 20 year old and his girlfriend come in at two o'clock in the morning, freaking out because something had tore his throat open. Werewolf vampire. He seemed fine. Zombie. No, internally, no blood. He was breathing fine. I had him open his mouth and saw nothing. A ghost. So I didn't want to. It ripped out the inside of his lung, of his throat. (laughs) I didn't want him to lose confidence. Clearly something had happened. So I'm looking and looking and there's nothing wrong with this kid's throat. Finally, I say, look, it seems okay. What do you feel or see? I don't feel it. But look, it's right there. Where? 
looking, looking. It was his uvula. Somehow, this kid had gotten to the age of 20 without ever noticing his <gasps> uvula. The little hangy dangly part. Uh-huh. Girlfriend was also horrified. I told them it was normal. They did not believe me, so I told them I was about to blow their minds and showed him his girlfriend's uvula. At which point she went shrieking from the room. Mind's blown, another witch, witch <laughs> in the ER. It's nice See, there they can educate somebody. I got to tell you, dude, there are certain things I could not do. One of them would be an ER doctor. Right? Because either the patient or most likely the people that brought them in would end up, well, they'd end up putting me in prison. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah. And I mean it. Now. This is true, really news. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.